Oh, not again. Why is it whenever I press record, this thing wants to update? Well, do remind me in like 21 minutes, please. <laughs> Christmas is upon us and the debates of religiosity abound. End of year already. Do you have any plans? Three years of COVID. What do we do with all this freedom? Website updated, I think. Not sure it was giving me uh, errors. And market action. Is there a Santa Claus rally in the uh, in the works? Very good question. Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. As you can tell, my voice, I'm feeling a whole lot better compared to um, in the last couple of weeks, last couple of days, last week and a half or so. Last, um, what was it, Tuesday was the last day I felt pretty good. My throat was kind of uh, scratchy. And then Wednesday, that's when it hit. The COVID, the virus, the pandemic became personal. And um, it's over. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. Still got like a, a lingering cough, but nothing too serious. Uh, still basically able to get right back to work and do all the other stuff that I've been that I was doing prior to that. And I'll tell you, uh, it is kind of odd. Um, it's very quiet around the neighborhood. But wonderful, beautiful. That generator that I complain about all the time hasn't been on for a long time. I'm not sure if it's because well, I'm. I'm, I'm guessing there's a sort of a, a dual sort of purpose here. Number one, um, dual factors. Number one, school's out, so there there uh, uh, there's no. I, I there are still kids to to look after. I guess I just that they're not running a winter program this year. Uh, number two, if uh, they they actually I don't think they were allowed to do face to face classes just yet. So. I guess that those are the two factors that are playing in my favor here with being uh, with everything being very quiet. I'll tell you, it's just wonderful. I mean, this is it takes me back to like one of the reasons why I think I remember moving into this place. It was just that quiet, uh, and um, it, it was you know it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's very very peaceful, and I do have to appreciate this because I hope it doesn't end. Uh, but at the same time. Uh, I'm I am concerned that after Spring Festival that generator is going to start again. Either that, or has the school been shut down? Because the other thing that's happened is that there was another um, proclamation, uh, directive, policy shift, change, whatever. I don't know. Um, the idea being that you can't disguise your education as like consulting homeworking daycare so it can't be anything like that and um, I mean I, I since I don't really teach I don't really pay attention to all the the, the legalities and stuff like that so um, it's it basically looks like if they and I think the other thing was that if they catch you uh, teaching like doing one-to-one private tutoring in a cafe or, or something that they would also sort of uh um, get after you. I'm not sure of the penalties, to tell you the truth. Like, I'm not sure, like, if it's a foreigner doing it or if it's a Chinese national. And so, like, we we ESL teachers probably immediately think of like the, the foreigners we know that uh, that teach. But um, it's it's not just us. Like, it, it's the whole gamut of like uh, if you are involved in things like teaching any of the primary school and junior high school uh, core subjects so like uh, math english uh 
like I guess even basic Ch- basic Chinese. You mean they can't get tutored in basic Chinese? Something like that. Like there's those core uh, curriculum subjects that they have to study at the elementary level, uh, and um, you can't. You're not allowed to teach them outside of the school system. You have to be part of a, um, an approved or an accredited school in order to teach these things. So you can't just tutor these things. I guess um, part of the reason is because they want to control how much work these kids are doing. I don't know if that's the real reason. I think uh, number two uh, is sort of it's the financial cost that the the cost of doing these things of uh, or or the the costs of these classes were so exorbitant that and the government wasn't collecting taxes for them. I think that I think that's probably more along the lines that it's a it's a money issue. Uh, deals like if people were declaring on their personal income tax that they they were making this you know side hustle money could you might not see such a policy change but uh, uh, that's my suspicion anyway because it's it's very similar to um, other tax jurisdictions around the world Um, I know I mentioned a couple weeks ago that the IRS has changed its tax threshold from what 20,000 down to 600 in the United States that's a huge job I mean so all that money that people got for free, and if they were garage selling, pilfering, stuff like that, and reselling anything for more than $600, now they have to declare it. So it seems that these, um, the, the, I mean, and these are something, that it's the end of the year as well, so you do have to, if you're any sort of end of tax year planning, you got to start, start thinking about this sort of stuff, like what can you um, dispose of? Uh, what do you want to keep? Um, like especially for stocks, but one of the things that happens at this time of year is called tax loss selling, and so the way it works is that um, with since your capital gains, depending on your jurisdiction, on what, where which country you are, and how long you've held the stock. If you've held a stock for more than twelve months, you get a lower tax rate on your capital gains. Capital gains being the profits that you realize that you actually. If you sold the stock and you you've made money, those are your capital gains. The same with if you uh, sell a, uh, a house, I think as well. Those are also considered capital gains. Capital gains is anything that you've made money on, basically. Um, and so with the the stocks, what happens is that they um, with if you have profits and you have losses, so you might not have realized your profits or losses just yet. So you could have bought a stock at $100 and it could be sitting at $60 right now, right? So you're down $40. Now, it's you're, you're down $40, but you haven't lost $40. If you sell that stock uh, this month, uh, by the end of uh, by the end of trade, I think it actually has to be the end of trading December 29th, so it clears in time. Basically, um, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, with the digital uh, clearance houses and stuff like that, it should be immediate. So it means, in theory, if you sold it at um, two fifty nine or was it what times the market closed four thirty? If you sold it at four twenty five on December thirty first, uh, in theory, it qualifies as a sale this year and it should clear this year. Uh, because after the calendar rolls rolls over, that sale no longer applies to your your gains and losses in this calendar year, uh, and stocks go by the calendar year; they don't go by a fiscal year, um, like a, a different fiscal year. So, if you're down that forty dollars on your stocks, if you sell that, you can realize that loss and you can claim fifty percent of those losses. So, if you're losing forty dollars. 
and you've sold it, it's a realized loss, you can claim 50% of that. So $20 uh, you can claim against other capital gains. Now, capital gains, so let's say, that maybe that's number, uh, that's one stock that you have. Bought at 100 sold at 60 you have a $40 loss, you're claiming $20, a 50% capital gains loss. Uh, so you can claim $20 against other capital gains. Let's say you have another stock that went from 100 and it's up to 150 now. So you've made a very impressive 50% gain. Um, the... So with that, but you haven't sold it. Now, if you sell that one, that's a realized gain. Again, so if you have a stock that uh, is sitting at a $50 gain there and you don't sell it this year, you're not taxed on those uh, those uh, earnings. There no, there's no earnings yet. You haven't made any money. It's paper money. Uh, it's not a realized gain or loss. It only becomes real when you actually sell. Um, and so you have this gain of $150 if you sell that. Now, you've sold stock, two stocks here. One, you're going to take the, that $20 capital loss and apply it to your capital gains. Now, your capital gains aren't 100%, 100% taxable. That stock that went from $100 to $150 is only 50% capital gains taxable, which means you're getting taxed on $25 of it. So, what does that mean? That means that your loss... You take your $20 loss, and you can apply uh, the $20 against 20, uh, the $25 capital gains that you have, effectively meaning that you have a $5 net capital gain that you have to pay taxes on. That's how that works. So tax loss selling, that's, this was a big, long di- digression of what's happening uh, or what typically happens now, but I've mentioned this before. Uh, at the end of October, throughout November, and then December, sort of the last month of this, is that the hedge funds have to clear their books by October 31st. And so they're doing a lot of uh, financial maneuvering in throughout, like from November 1st to November 30th, and then especially on December 1st, because that's when the 30-day rule um, ellipses or uh, ends. I'll explain that in one minute. So what's going to happen here is that a lot of the companies, a lot of people who have either gains or losses, they want to bank those taxes now, like those uh, tax advantages and disadvantages or whatever. And so they will sell uh, some of their gainers or some of their losers, and they will mark those down as off the books, and they will wait 30 days. The reason for the 30 days is because in most tax jurisdictions, United States and Canada, and I'm sure it's in like this in Britain as well, I'm not sure about here in China. I haven't seen this rule written, but uh, a lot of things are written in Chinese. And it's, but no one, like uh, the people, the, the lady I deal with who deals with um, foreign trading accounts, she doesn't, she's never mentioned this before and hasn't really uh, pushed me in any direction where I could find it. This 30 days is called a wash sale. So if you sell a stock on day one, you cannot buy it back again if you want the tax credit for it until 31 days later, right? And this is calendar days. This isn't trading days. This is where things get a little dicey, um, is that uh, you get the tax man likes to make things work for them the way that they want. So, you know, if you sell a stock on Monday or on Friday, it might not clear until Monday because those are trading days. But... 
the wash sale goes from that Friday until 31 days later, 31 calendar days later. So you cannot purchase if you want the tax benefits or whatever from this sale. Now, this is a big deal because up until uh, December probably 30th, you're going to see people selling stocks that to you know get them off their books to uh, settle their tax accounts and stuff like that. Uh, and then in January, you're going to see the same sort of stocks, the really beaten up stocks being repurchased 30 days later. And so that's what sort of drives a lot of drives a lot of the uh, the up and down movement of uh, around this time of year. The other thing that happens, this is actually a very famous trade uh, documented in the Stock Traders Almanac by the Hirsch family. And uh, the Santa Claus rally starts. There's actually... Um, so this happens starting around uh, the close of the last day before Christmas, uh, the close of the uh, trading of New York Stock Exchange before Christmas, and it lasts until about the second day of January. This is called your Santa Claus rally. And if uh, Santa Claus rally doesn't happen, then it's sort of said that there's going to be a bear market uh, to, that develops. This has changed... <laughs> When they published this research, that seemed to change things. <laughs> when they made everybody aware of what was happening, that changed things. The other thing that's uh, changed it a little bit is uh, um, digital trading as well. So there's a lot more players involved in the market. And so it's, it's not as clean cut as it used to be. But let's get this straight. New York is still one of the big, is still the biggest market in the world. Uh, and a lot of money goes through there. A lot of people from all walks of life from around the world are trading through that exchange or the exchanges listed in New York anyway. Uh, so I bring this up because what's happened is I'm looking at these uh, Chinese, uh, at the Chinese stock market right now, and it's sitting on one of their um, moving averages. And this is a very convenient setup here where it just seems like uh, of all things, of all patterns to be developing at this moment, um, it's, yeah, so it's sitting on the 50 DMA, the 50 daily moving average. And it's sitting on this after having broken through it back in, what was that, November? Yeah, and throughout November, it uh, popped up. November 11th, there you go, double 11. Uh, it uh, popped through it finally, sliced upwards, sort of found some support there and then jumped up and now... Jumped up throughout the month of uh, December, uh, November, December, and now it's fallen for the last, I don't know, two weeks or so. Uh, and uh, it's now sitting on this 50 DME, which means it's at either support or it's going to fall far. I mean, it could, it could go, either, go any way it wants, basically. But uh, typically, more times than not, what you see happen here is it finds support and it rallies off this. So uh, I, I highly suspect that there will be some sort of rally uh, in the Chinese markets uh, going into the end of the year, which would be right on par with the uh, Santa Claus rally that happens in New York. Now you're wondering, well, Steve, if, if you're talking about New York Santa Claus rally, why does it affect China? Now, well, again, lots of money going all over the place. Uh, the Chinese markets, as much as we like to say that they're uh, sort of closed off, they're not. A lot of institutions from, I don't know, New York, London, <laughs> Tokyo are buying and selling uh, mainland Chinese stocks, if not through Hong Kong, then through the mainland itself. 
And so what is happening, like Morgan, uh, was it Morgan Stanley Composite Industry, MISCI, MSCI, you've no doubt heard of these guys. Uh, Morgan Stanley, huge bag. They have all these funds that go around the world and they basically put money to, to work. And uh, MSCI World, MSCI China, MSCI uh, uh, MISCI, uh, ex-China, things like this. They're the ones who would have money flowing in and out of mainland stocks, uh, these A-shares. And that's what we're seeing is that, well, that's what it looks like anyway, is that there's tax loss selling that happened in the Chinese markets. These things got obliterated going down into, what is that? Uh, that is October, the end of October. Um, it sort of hit its ultimate bottom here, right? Yeah, October 31st was the absolute bottom of the Chinese market um, for 2022. There might have been an earlier one. What day is that? Uh, at the end of April, April 26th. Uh, but that one, yeah, okay, so April 26th was the the bottom for 2022. But, uh, I mean... There's two lows in 2022, one in April, one in October. The one in October is just slightly higher than the April low. Okay, so I've been going on for this uh, for this little while. I'll tell you what's happening here. What it looks like is that we are seeing a uh, bit of a change of trend here in the uh, the Chinese stock market. Um, possibly a rally uh, with the uh, Santa Claus rally going on in New York and in the Western markets. And the reason why... I'm looking at the Chinese markets as if they're going to go up is because it is institutional investing that's happening. And if they've done their tax loss selling, they're now doing their their buying and they're setting up for the next year. Not only that, I think it was Goldman Sachs that came out and said, yeah, next year, 2023, China's going to do well. And when they say that, <laughs> they have the money. Guess what's going to happen? Chances are they're going to make it move the way they got to make it move. All right, enough about the Chinese stocks. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Three years of COVID lockdowns, but um, what do we do with all this freedom? I mean, honestly, do you guys have any plans coming up for Christmas or New Year's or anything? Uh, I mean, I, I don't. Um, I, I seem to have situated myself in Beijing very much, very well, and uh, very busy doing all the little projects that I got going on, including several podcasts and um yeah, pretty much several podcasts. Well, December drumming as well. And this is actually why I updated the uh, website today. Uh, I tried to anyway, but then uh, when I tried to save the page, it was giving me an error. So if you want to go there to uh, check my website, stephenserski.com, check out the December drumming 2022 page. Um, and you can let me know if those links uh, for up until, was it December 21st would be should be posted i haven't posted today i haven't done today's yet just yet but i have an idea of what i want to do so um that all being case the 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 website should be updated with all the uh, the tracks for december drumming so far i've also posted them on the audio uh, blog links as well so that's through anchor.fm or through spotify so right after this episode hopefully after yesterday's episode there's a uh, a track as well. I'm starting to think I might have to do this differently going forward. Uh, even for uh, January, might have to just put them onto different tracks. Um, it, I don't think it's fair for people to, you know, if they're tuning in, tuning in and they're listening to this, and then you know they don't get a track because I haven't finished it yet. Um, it sort of assumes that I, I'm sort of that organized, and I'm not at all. Uh, so the idea would be to create two separate tracks. Out of that, or I just put them on a separate account i guess i could do that i guess a little tiring i mean all these different accounts and everything uh i don't know anyway 
Christmas is upon us and the debates of religiosity abound. Uh, do you care? Like, uh, I get... I guess the big issue is like if Christmas is here and people don't want to say Merry Christmas, then are you offended because they're saying Merry Christmas or are you offended because they're not not saying Merry Christmas? The the idea being that if it is Christmas and, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season, well, okay, and now the counter argument is like, well, there's lots of religious festivals between at the end of December. It's like, yes, but what offends you more? Um, is it someone saying Merry Christmas, or is it that someone isn't saying Merry Christmas to you? This seems to be the big debate now. It's like, well, I'm offended that you said Merry Christmas, uh, but I'm offended because you didn't say Merry Christmas. I'm of the opinion of uh, for, for Christmas, if it's Christmas, then it's Christmas, and it's religious, it's Catholic, it's Jesus, it's the whole God argument, it's the Bible, it's nativity, regardless of whether or not you actually believe it. That's up to you if you want don't debate me on that. Don't care. That's the reason for December 25th being marked as Christmas. I don't care about the historicity of it. <laughs> a lot of things can be debated about this historicity of even the most recent events. All that being case, if it's going to be Christmas, then it's Christmas. Don't Xmas it. Don't, uh, I mean, that one is a religious holiday. Let them have it. Just as we let other people have their different uh, religious festivals and everything as well. So, I'll tell you, as a global traveler, as a person who knows a lot of people from all walks of life around the world and having seen and experienced different religious festivities, in this globally connected world, it really is difficult to walk the gamut of religious festivals and always be able to get it right. Like That, that much I can say. Regardless if it's Christmas or if it's uh, Ramadan or Adil Afetri or anything else, like pick your or Hanukkah, name your your big religion, name your small religion. There's just lots of people believing lots of stuff, and there's always a religious celebration at some point. Is it good this way? I mean, why not? It, if anything, it's a celebration of different geographies, right? Because these these religious festivals are all tied to certain parts of the world that celebrated different ends of harvest, different seasonal tidings, and different you know changes of winds and stuff like that, which made getting together a lot easier than it was you know two or three months ago, or even two, in another two or three months at a time or something like that. So, for example, like China Spring Festival coming up in uh, in a month now. Spring Festival, you're kind of going Spring Festival in the middle of winter. If you're in the middle of Canadian pra uh, prairies and you're celebrating a Chinese Spring Festival, <laughs> that's funny because it ain't spring just yet. you got another three months of snow and cold before the prairies th begin to think of thawing out, right? But here in Beijing, here in China, Spring Festival, within a month, uh, basically you're starting to wear a sweater and the weather gets a lot nicer and you start seeing the buds of the uh, the flowers uh, breaking out as well. Okay, folks, have enough of that. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hopefully it was uh, educational. Hopefully you got something about the uh, the Chinese stock market there. I think it's an interesting little play that's uh, coming up. Um, although, again, you know, the stock market trading isn't for everybody and um, I can't even say that, you know, it's something that I would... I'm an expert in. I'm just one of these things I've been looking at for years. 
Show notes, tracks, website, stevensterski.com. Hope you're doing well. Stay warm and well out there. It is cold. It's been cold and windy. But if you're able to get your exercises in, if you can't go outside to do your runs, you can do your burpees indoors, uh, inside. Yes, of course you can. Stephen, are you doing burpees inside? No, of course not. I still try to go outside there for a run. (laughs) We'll see how that works tomorrow. Folks, thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.